Chapter Twenty Six of Mildred's Married Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amy. Mildred's Married Life by Martha Finley. Chapter Twenty Six. Mid pleasures and palaces, though I may roam, be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. Winter sped rapidly away to our friends at the Oaks each day so full of agreeable useful employment and quiet pleasures but they found it all too short time never hung heavy on their hands ennui was unknown to them no unusual or startling event marked the course of the weeks and months mildred and annis kept up a steady correspondence with mother and sisters and now and then the letters from pleasant plains seemed to bring with them a touch of homesickness but it would pass off directly leaving the victims as light-hearted and happy as before so until spring had fairly set in and they knew that april suns and showers were bringing out the buds and leaves and waking the flowers in garden and woods even in their northern home then in spite of a very strong affection for these relatives and kind entertainers a very sincere regret at the thought of parting from them they were seized with a great and unquenchable desire for home home and mother they longed for all the dear ones but mother most of all the business affair which had called dr landreth south had now been brought to a prosperous issue and as there was no longer any necessity for remaining an early day was set for their departure the doctor and his wife conversing together in the privacy of their own apartments one bright sunshiny morning had just settled this question when annis came running in mildred with the brightest happiest face she had worn for days was dandling little percy on her knee telling him between rapturous kisses he shall go home to dear grandpa and grandma so he shall the darling pet oh milly are we going home soon cried annis breathlessly yes next week your brother says if you think you can be ready by that time added the doctor i exclaimed annis oh i'd be ready in an hour if you and milly would oh i'm so glad so glad i must run and tell elsie and don't you hope she will be as glad as you are asked the doctor jocosely oh it will be hard to leave elsie she said stopping short with a look of distress I wonder if we couldn't persuade Cousin Horace to let us take her along to spend the summer at our house. Try it, Annis. There's nothing like trying, remarked the doctor with mock gravity. But I advise you to extend your invitation to him, or better still, to the whole family. You'll have more chance of success. I wish they could and would all go with us, Mildred said. So do I, my dear. But I know that it wouldn't suit Dinsmore to be absent from the plantation just at present. Then why did you advise me to invite him? asked annis in a piqued tone because in my opinion one might as well ask for the gift of his entire fortune as for leave to carry his little girl so far from him oh brother charlie didn't father and mother let me come just as far away from them and to stay away just as long really i had not thought of that laughed the doctor well ask mr dinsmore but if he says no make allowance for the fact that he has but one daughter while your father and mother rejoice in a goodly number i'll go and do it this minute she exclaimed with energy and determination but first i'll invite them all shan't i milly she asked looking back from the doorway yes tell them nothing could give greater pleasure to us or mother and the rest at home running lightly down the broad stairway into the spacious hall below annis heard a sound of cheerful voices mingled with peals of merry child laughter coming from the veranda beyond the air was warm and balmy with the breath of flowers and doors and windows stood wide open giving to the passer-by delightful glimpses of the grounds, lovely with the verdure and bloom of spring. 
from the veranda the view was more extended and thither the whole family had betaken themselves for the full enjoyment of it and of the sweet fresh air here annis found them mr and mrs dinsmore sitting side by side little horace on his father's knee and elsie romping and playing with him laughing merrily herself and making him laugh while the parents looked on with pleased and happy faces ah annis will you come and join us mr dinsmore said catching sight of the little girl as she stepped from the open doorway thank you cousin horace she returned coming forward in eager haste i have some news to tell ah then let us have it elsie stopped her romping stood still and turned to listen it is that we are to start for home next week and oh cousin horace we want to take you all with us and she concluded with mildred's message the expression of elsie's face changed rapidly as anna spoke at first it was full of regret at the prospect of losing her cousin's companionship then of pleasure at the thought of going with him oh papa can we she asked eagerly no daughter it would not suit me to leave home at present but we all thank you and mildred very much for your kind invitation he added to annis and are very sorry to hear that we are to lose you so soon yes annis ah what shall i do without you exclaimed elsie cousin horace i wish you could go and would said annis but if you can't you will let cousin rose and little horace and elsie go won't you my dear he said turning to his wife how would you like to go as far as philadelphia with them your mother has been very urgent of late for a visit from you and the boy with a fatherly smiling glance at his little son and this would be an excellent opportunity i should so much to prefer to have you with me rose answered with hesitation if you want to make a long visit your wisest course will be to go without me he returned with a smile i will follow some weeks later and bring you home i must take time to think of it she said and elsie you will let me take her with me and let her go on with us put in annis i'm inclined to think i should not risk much in leaving the decision of both questions with her he said with a tenderly affectionate glance into the sweet face of his little girl leave you papa to go so far away and stay so long she exclaimed springing to his side and clasping her arms tight about his neck oh no 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 never unless you make me do it make you he said holding her close to his heart with a low happy laugh i don't know what could induce me to permit it my wife's parents have some claim on her and their little grandson he added looking fondly at rose but you daughter belong entirely to me and here you must stay while i do she heard his verdict with a gleeful laugh gave him another hug and kiss then turned to annis and putting her arms about her oh annis dear she said in tremulous tones the tears filling her eyes what shall i do without you look forward to another happy time together at some future day suggested mr dinsmore cheerily and now if you will don your riding habits you will have a gallop i have ordered the ponies and a horse for myself and they will be here very shortly the little girls were both very fond of riding and smiles banished tears from their faces as they hastened to do his bidding he exerted himself and with good success through the few remaining days of annis's stay to keep them so busily and pleasantly employed that there should be little time for the indulgence of vain regrets rose was not long in deciding to avail herself of this good opportunity to visit her parents and as they made their preparations for the journey the heart of each proud young mother was full of fond anticipations of the delight she would feel in showing her lovely baby boy to his grandparents aunts and uncles they will hardly know percy at home he has grown and improved so much mildred said to her husband very much indeed yet i think they will not be long in doubt of his identity the doctor responded with a proud loving glance from wife to son and back again he has his mother's eyes and smile 
when the appointed day came, it found all in readiness for the journey. Mr. Dinsmore and Elsie accompanied the travelers to the city, saw them on board the train, and took leave of them there. "'Oh, Papa!' Elsie said, sobbing on his breast as they drove homeward. "'Partings are so dreadful, partings from those you love, and don't expect to see again for a long, long while.' "'Yes, darling, I feel them to be so myself, and I know it must be harder still for a little one like you, with such a loving, tender heart,' he answered, soothing her with caresses. "'How selfish I am, dear Papa!' she exclaimed, lifting her head to look into his face and noting its sad expression. "'How thoughtless to forget how hard it must be for you!' to see mamma and little brother go away selfishness is quite foreign to your nature i think dear daughter he returned and though i do feel keenly the parting from those dear ones the weeks of separation cannot look nearly so long to me as they do to one of your age we will look forward to the happy meeting we hope for at the end of those weeks and we have each other still he added with a cheery laugh should not that be enough to make us at least tolerably happy oh yes dear dear papa how much worse to be parted from you than from all the rest of the world i would not cry any more she said with determination wiping away her tears and smiling sweetly into the eyes that were gazing so fondly into hers she kept her word exerting herself to be cheerful and to win her father from sad thoughts by loving caresses and sweet innocent prattle he seconded her efforts and before they reached home they were laughing and jesting right merrily but as they crossed the threshold she said with quivering lip and tremulous voice papa how very lonely it seems and it will be still more so in my own room without annis and away from you and suppose you spend all your time with me oh may i she asked looking up delightedly into his face every moment from the time you are dressed in the morning till you retire at night that is if you wish it and can contrive to learn your lessons by my side in the hours when i am indoors in that case you may go with me when and wherever i go oh how nice dear papa she cried, clapping her hands and dancing about in her delight. Yes, he said, sitting down and taking her in his arms to pet and fondle her. I think we shall be very happy together, even without anyone to help us enjoy ourselves. We were in former days, were we not, darling? Yes, indeed, Papa, when we first came to this sweet home, and each of us was all the other had. Let us pretend we've gone back to those old times just for a little while. Wouldn't it be a nice variety? It seemed a very nice variety then and you may pretend it as strongly as you please he said with an amused indulgent smile end of chapter 26 recording by amy end of mildred's married life by martha finley